Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Have you ever wanted to jumpstart your fitness goals, but you have no idea where to start? That's why I developed the Get Fit in Six Challenge. I started this challenge in 2019, ran a spring challenge as well, and it has been thriving and just like my clients who participate. What's the Get Fit in Six? It's a challenge where you're provided with customized macros, cardio recommendations, you get group support and a private Facebook community, a workout split that will keep you progressing and in the gym five times a week, and also a private check-in with me at week three with progressions to your plan. I developed the Get Fit in Six because I understand that not everybody has the availability to check in weekly or even the finances to do so. So let me ask you, are you ready to get fit? And if you are, check out the description. Welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I am super excited for today's guest, Lexi. I've been following her for I think three years now and I found her on her YouTube channel where she shares uh, full days of eating her journey to the stage and just being an online coach so Lexi thank you so much for taking time and hopping on my podcast today well thank you so much for having me I've been so excited to chat yeah and you know we were just talking about how we have so much going on you know like we both coach we you have your YouTube channel there's so many different ways to produce content out there um but it podcasting is just something totally different so today um Lexi and I are just going to have like a conversation together we're going to talk a little bit about our experience coaching competing and just a raw kind of girl chat yeah I'm super excited about this one I told Nicole before I was like I'm an open book so I think this is just going to be a really fun, good conversation, kind of about everything that we both do. So I think we both lead very similar lives and have very similar outlook on things. Yeah. So Lexi, I know you live in California, right? Yeah. So I live in San Diego. Okay. But you're not originally from there. So why don't you tell everyone who doesn't know you, um, like your age, what you do, where you're from and what you're currently doing? So I am 24 years old. I live in San Diego, like right in the heart of San Diego, pretty close to downtown. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, which I'm actually home visiting my family right now. Um, And what brought me out to San Diego is I went to school out there before I got into any of the fitness stuff or whatever. I was just like, I want warm weather. I'm going to go to San Diego. And I ended up just not leaving. I graduated school. I majored in um, economics and finance. So I had kind of an analytics job right outside of right after I guess I graduated. Um, And I was coaching on the side even through college and kind of got to the point where I was sitting at a desk for like 10 hours a day doing something that was not fulfilling and like taking my coaching calls and answering check-ins like during my lunch and super late at night and not sleeping, but I just did it because I loved it. And then I was like, I could do this full time. Like, why am I not? And it really just 
came down to the fact that I didn't believe I could do it. And I, everyone who I knew was like a very successful business person. Um, but I just kind of took that leap of faith. It's been about a year and a half. I quit my job in December. It was like right before Christmas, um, of 2017. Um, and so I've been coaching full time, um, and doing YouTube and Instagram and whatever, um, since then. I think that that's, I had no idea that you were on that same boat of like post-college where you were like trying to work jobs and working as an online coach. And I find that really funny because, so I kind of hate on college, like not that I'm against it. I have my undergrad in exercise science, but I feel like school is so different now compared to like the opportunities there are out there now. It's so true. Um, And that's something I struggle with a lot with like my family. And stuff just because my family's like my parents, like even my cousins, my aunt and uncles, whatever, are all very successful in like corporate America. And that's just kind of what you did. Like you graduated school and then you went and worked at a big firm and you whatever. Um, and they still don't understand that, like, really for our generation, the world is your oyster and you can do whatever you want to do, even like whether you have a degree or not. You know, some of the most successful people I know don't have a college degree or like I'm not using my college degree and what else is like I'm happy I went to school I think I grew up a lot as like an individual and I think it's a really transitional time in people's lives so if people are like oh should I go to college or not I'm usually like you should go to college just for like the aspect of growing up and learning how to work with people and live on your own and whatever but in terms of like what you actually learn I I think it's so funny because I'm like I put so much stress on myself trying to get degrees in like the hardest major that I could and I'm like I hated it the whole time yeah you're like doing it to like please your parents yeah and, like I'm I'm also from the Midwest so I'm from Ohio and I just moved down to Florida about two weeks ago oh my gosh congratulations and thank you yeah I've been wanting to make this move I've been out to California before which I love California but I really like to be like I'm weird I like the humidity so I'm just a weirdo so that's what brought me here. And plus, I have community down here. I work with Paul Rivella, um in the Tampa area. Oh, that's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I really love the community down here. And I feel like a lot of people understand what I do down here. And it was just very mentally draining for me to like constantly explain to my family and my parents like what I wanted to do. And I, I think that's like what led me to be so torn um, choosing to go a different route with my career versus working a traditional job, which if you work a traditional job, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. As long as you are happy and you feel fulfilled, like that's what's most important to me is just be happy and fulfilled in what you're doing. And if you're not, then it's okay to like do something different. 1000%. And I think I'm in the exact same boat where even to this day, when I get, when I'm home, like, and you know, for yourself, it's, running your own business or being a coach or an influencer, like whatever that means or whatever. It's a very full-time job, you know, like I'm working like 12, 13 hours a day. Um, but it's for myself and it's something I love doing. And I think it's something my family has a hard time being like, you're not just working from eight to five and doing this, like whatever corporate thing. And again, it's not a bad thing. I don't think like I have my cousins and really good friends from college who love their corporate jobs. And like, for me, 
I just couldn't. Like, I hated being on someone else's clock. I was like, how dare you tell me when I can go eat lunch and, like... Or go on vacation. Or go on vacation, yeah. And I had, like, no vacation time. And so I was, like, missing holidays with my family and whatever. Um, and I was just sitting there doing something that, like, I genuinely dreaded like I would leave and be so happy to be done for the day and like dread going into work the next day like the only part of my day I liked was coaching and so it's one of those things where I think there are so many great jobs like obviously anyone can pursue whatever career that they want and I think a lot of people kind of trap themselves just in this bubble of like what they think they should be doing um and really like we can do whatever we want to do and I think that it is just taking that leap of faith and listening to your gut, you know, because I know even if people don't understand, they typically will support you if it's something that makes you happy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Lexi, what do you think led you to be a coach and kind of get involved in fitness? Yeah. So getting involved in fitness, like I grew up being an athlete my entire life. Um, No one would really know, like looking at me, but I was a really serious ice hockey player um, growing up. Like, I went to national camps and stuff like that. I was – I had, like, a scholarship to a boarding school to play ice hockey. And then I ran um, during my other seasons, like, cross country and track. Um, And those were, like, my two main sports. But uh, my sophomore year of high school, um, I started struggling with anorexia really, really bad. And it just, it started from as like exercise addiction. Like I was training for track and training for hockey. And I realized how much better I could look if I was like paid attention to what I eat and didn't eat like an asshole like I did when I was 10 or 12 years old. And um, I remember I gained some weight like my freshman year of high school. And so I lost it and it just kind of spiraled um, out of control from there. And so I went back to school in August of my sophomore year to this boarding school where I had scholarships for sports and I wasn't allowed to play sports like super soon because I think I lost like 30 or 40 pounds in a few months. It was really, really bad. Um, and wow. then I got sent home. And anyways, long story short, I struggled with my eating disorders and was in and out of treatment until my freshman year of college. And During that time, I really wasn't allowed to train or anything like that because obviously I was very, very sick and underweight and whatever. Um, But when I could, I was like, I don't want to go back to running, which honestly for me, I never enjoyed. It was just about like burning calories for myself. Um, And I loved weight training. Like that was my favorite part for hockey, for track. Like my dad used to train me during the summers and we would go to the gym. And I remember I used to be like so much stronger than I am now too. Uh, Like, little, like, 14-year-old Lexi could deadlift, like, over two plates, you know? Um, But I was, like, I loved doing that. So I had my dad write me a training program, and I was, like, I'm going to start lifting. And it was one of those things where then I started seeing people doing it on Instagram and seeing, like, people tracking macros. And I just started teaching myself all of that stuff and just started totally, like, nerding out. And was, like, I want to get these certifications just so I can learn and was looking at stuff like different articles and studies and stuff online, like in my free time, just because I thought it was so interesting. And that's when I kind of started my Instagram, like my sophomore year of college, which is crazy. It's been that long. Um, And just like documenting my journey, both with my recovery, because that's when that really 
started um and with starting training and just through that like I had people reach out to me wanting help um with their goals and so I started just helping out a few friends and people on Instagram who like hit me up um for free and after a while I had enough clients where I was like this is taking a lot of my time maybe I should charge charge for this Um, maybe I shouldn't make it free yeah maybe I shouldn't make this free because I'm helping like a lot of people at this point and I it's taking many hours of my day um and I'm pretty dang good at this so that's I think like by my senior year of college was kind of when I started coaching um more seriously and really like when I started my corporate job I was like I probably should stop coaching again because this takes so much time um but I loved it so 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 much and so it was one of those things that just kind of started organically which I know now a lot of people are like I want to grow my Instagram so I can be a coach or like I really want to grow my coaching business like and they like know that right away and I didn't like I was like I feel like coaching wasn't as prevalent of a thing then um but Mm -hmm. It was just kind of something that, like, I fell into just based on me, like, sharing my journey and my progress and all that stuff. Yeah. And the thing, so I found your videos and, like, you through talking about your recovery and your struggles with your eating disorder. And, you know, I resonate with you a lot on the whole, I'm just going to lose a bunch of weight and run. And you, like, convinced yourself that you enjoyed doing that sort of exercise when in reality it was, like, punishment and over-exercising. Um, and then I think that there was this weird trend. I mean, the first person I really followed to on YouTube, um, in regards to fitness was Nikki Blackader. And I was like, whoa, like girls lift. And I was going through that phase of, I, I couldn't do gymnastics anymore because it hurt my body. And I was, I mean, in the sport of gymnastics, you're considered old at 18. Like you're, they like want you to go away. And like, that's crazy. Yeah, and some gyms won't even take you to, like, train there because of liability, because it's a dangerous sport. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was going through, like, a whole identity crisis of, I I want to train for something, and I know what I'm doing, I don't enjoy, and I don't want to just be a marathon runner and do races, because I low-key hate it, and I knew I hated it, but I acted like I liked it. Yep. (laughs) It's crazy how strong your mind is. Like, you can convince yourself that you like something. There were so many times where I was just, like, running, and I remember, like, my joints and everything were, like, screaming at me, but, like, in my head, I was just, like, don't be a baby. Like, just keep pushing through, and, like, I just, like, want to hug that girl because I feel so bad, but I know so many girls are doing that right now. You know, which is crazy. Um, But, yeah, for you, um, how – so you found Nikki on – YouTube and that's kind of how you started lifting or how did you get into it so that's how I started lifting um and I had a small group of like my gymnastics friends who all four of us we were told by our coaches that we need to like get some muscle like get more strength so we started going to like the rec center and doing resistance training for like 30 minutes like once a week but I really liked it because like I didn't realize that you could change your body through weight training. Like I, I seriously thought that you could only shape and quote unquote tone your body through cardio. Um, and like through like my gymnastics exercises, which is a lot of body weight, um, and balancing and things like that. But when I looked at the weights, I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. Like I can literally control how my body looks and it doesn't have to be incredibly painful. Um, 
so like all my girlfriends it, it was like a solid two months we went like once a week but then they started to kind of like stop doing it but I stuck with it and I became very in love with it and I didn't really know what I was doing but all I know is that I was committed at such a young age I was like 17 and I'd wake up at like 5 a.m just to go work out and then go to school and then I worked two part-time jobs after so that, oh my gosh I don't know why I enjoyed it so much but like it gave me so much energy and it made me feel good yeah and I'm the same way and that's why I fell in love with that I was like this makes me feel strong and empowered and it was like gave me so much energy and made me feel good and for me like that's why I started doing it is because I remembered that's how it made me feel and I was like this is what exercise is supposed to be about not so for me it really didn't start about like wanting to shape my body so I was like I need to like focus on something other than that which is yeah. funny then you become a bikini competitor but I think for me and one thing I like try to reiterate on my social media a lot because I get a lot of people who are like you're recovering from an eating disorder, you're recovered from an eating disorder, which now it's been like five or six years, but like, why do you like do a sport that's so focused on your physique? Or I remember when I was prepping and I was so tiny, I got, I've never had more hate on social media just because I have a lot of people have histories of eating disorders following me and they're like, you're setting such a bad example, blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's really never been about looking a certain way and like you know this too like competing it's not a sustainable way of looking right like no I go through phases where I'm probably way more fluffy than I ever would have been comfortable with but it's because it's what I have to do for the sport right and so that's kind of like how I try to look at it as it's a sport and it's like an athletic outlet for me and I think like the science behind it is so cool and pushing yourself to the extremes both with growing and with cutting is really really cool and just like the dedication and structure and all that that comes with it um but it is funny how it is a sport that is so focused on looking a certain way obviously for a very short period of time but um I always get asked that like how did you fall into a sport that's so focused on how you look I know a lot of people who have histories of eating disorders and whatever want to compete and one thing I always tell them is I'm like, make sure you're 100% recovered and you're not just doing it because you get to be super lean. Because one, it's not maintainable. And two, you're also going to have to go through phases of being way less lean than you are comfortable with if you want to mm-hmm. be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. So right now I'm like two weeks out from NPC Universe. and Oh my gosh, congrats. You're going to th- kill it. Thank you. But like I'm even getting to the point, I mean – I, I always reiterate that prep is not healthy, like it's not sustainable. But the reason why I think a lot of disordered people who people who have struggled with an eating disorder, even if you are recovered, like, I'm sorry, you're gonna go through recovery your entire life, and you're gonna have ups and downs, and you're still gonna mm-hmm. have thoughts, like it's just not gonna go away. Um, but the reason why I think competing is so attractive to that type of person is because we thrive on structure and it's like type A and we like to monitor ourselves, but it's not, it's all about the mindset. Like I get that you're walking a very thin line, but to be honest, like I, I totally agree with you. Like with my body, I look at myself, like my, even like my face, I'm like, your face is looking kind of thin or like, you yeah. know, like my shorts today were like loose on me. I was like, where'd your butt go? Like, I was just yeah. thinking, like not having it. Exactly. Um, And I think I totally agree with you because I think most people who struggle with 
whether it's like a severe eating disorder or just like super disordered tendencies, we all tend to be like very type A and like the structure and really like pushing ourselves and like using like willpower and whatever. Um, And I think that that is a huge reason why I like it and pushing myself, but it is one of those things where um, I think even people who like never had an eating disorder, like you're going to struggle with like body image stuff and like your outlook on food is totally going to change. But if you're aware of that and aware of those tendencies and like, I'm not sure how post show and stuff has gone for you before prep has gone for you, but I know for me, it's all gone very, very smoothly because I'm like so hyper aware of like, this is what could happen. And I'm going to make sure it doesn't, you know, like even those (laughs) things you're telling yourself, like, wow, I look like really small right now. And like reminding other people that like, this is not sustainable. And um, like just understanding like how your mind works. I think it's, if you are in a good enough spot, um, it can help you, honestly. Um, yeah. Just having that awareness of yourself. And so so for me, I know you have a coach and I have a coach as well. So you work with, don't you work with Nick? Um, I work with Nick Tong, yeah. Okay, you work with Nick Tong and I work with Paul Arvella. And like for me, as a competitor, like having that person to report to, like I don't want to let them down in either direction. So like, Lexi and I are coaches and we have coaches like we don't coach ourselves through this and I think it's so important to have someone on your side and have someone give you that objective opinion because as females like number one like we really don't see ourselves objectively um but with competing it I know like this has been my first prep where I'm like I don't see myself right I know I'm struggling a little bit with body dysmorphia right now because I lost 24 pounds this prep. Yeah. And which is it, no joke. Yeah, and I I I feel like I look the same, which is so mind-blowing to me because I know a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while will look at me and be like, "Whoa, like they always see it in my freaking face." But they're like, yeah. "Wow, like you look so different." Um, but like I see myself as the same, but having my coach on my side is like, you know, he keeps me in check and I don't want to let him down in my prep but also after my prep as well 1000 percent, and I that's why I always feel like coaches have coaches and I can't one I can't imagine going through a prep without a coach because like you said I know for myself like when I came into my shows I think my prep my shows were 18 and 22 weeks like that's how long my prep was and I Damn. I started my prep like way less than an optimal position like I was had a lot of excess body fat so I think I lost like 35 pounds or something during my prep which I'm 5'5 five, five, so that's like not a joke and I remember after my shows like the judges are telling you you're too lean and I was like I am not lean enough like I remember sending my coach pictures on peak week and being like I don't know like I must be about to get my period or something I feel so bloated and he's like dude like 400 grams of carbs today like you have to fill out you know and like having someone who can be objective like that and also post show I think it is hard seeing your body change that much and learning to like be teaching yourself to like eat more and see food differently again just after being in a prep like that is that hard and it is restrictive and like you said I never wanted to let him down but I think just having someone like I've worked with my coach for over three years and I'm sure I know you like are very close with Paul and so having someone who you like really trust like I know him listening to him and being like you need to eat like this much food which is like a shit ton right like you need to eat like 3100 calories and I'm like 
there's no way my body can handle it. Or him being like, we have to put on a decent amount of weight. And it's like, okay, like I trust you. And just having someone who you can kind of put that trust into so you don't have to be like thinking about it for yourself and trying to stay objective and trying to make those decisions. And um, I know like I coach people who are coaches and having, I honestly think no matter how much you know or don't know, having someone who can be objective and obviously who is knowledgeable, it can be such a game changer just because you're not so in your head regardless of where you're at, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Another thing I want to talk about with you, Lexi, is I know that you competed in 2018. Um, why don't you share a little bit about what your experience is like? Uh, clearly, you had a long prep where you made a lot of changes physically to your body. But what was it like stepping on stage? Like, what is your current thoughts on? I don't want to, like, say who we like the federation we compete for. But what are your thoughts on, like, the bikini division right now? Yeah, so I would say... For me, just, I guess just to reiterate, like, it's, I look at it, like, as a sport. And I think so many people, for them, like, show day is this, like, amazing thing. And I think for me, it was, like, it was so much fun. But I've never been, like, a performer or anything like that. Like, I was always an athlete. So, for me, it was, like, the grind of prep and, like, feeling like shit and getting through it and just, like, proving to myself that I could do it. Like, that, like... That was my favorite part of the whole thing, as weird as that sounds. Um, But I did really like competing, and I think my shows, like, definitely the hardest part was I had all these expectations of doing well, and I think a lot of that is social media and just everyone being like, oh, my God, you look so good, and I did make these huge changes, and I had taken, um, like, over two years to grow and build muscle before I even started prep, so it was like, all this work is going to pay off, and um, I think I got, like, six in my first show and I got third in my second which like isn't bad but I think I was expecting like everyone's like telling you like you're gonna go to nationals whatever um and I didn't do as well as I wanted and I think for me I thought being I'm like the most competitive person ever I thought I'd be super pissed about that and I wasn't and I think a big part of it is just because I was so proud of myself for making it through the process like I was so proud of what I did regardless of placing but one thing you do realize also is and I never want to be someone who's like oh I placed how I did because of politics or whatever um but you do realize that in California um and I'm sure everywhere it is very very political yeah. just in terms of like these certain coaches where if you work with them like you're gonna win you know what yeah. I mean and that was definitely um part of my experience and like you could tell Looking at stage shots and stuff like that, it was like, okay, like, the placing doesn't really make sense. But I think, for me, it's not anything that's like, oh, this is wrong with the sport, as much as it is just a reminder that, like, you need to do this for yourself, you know? And, like, you need to do this to beat your last package. And so, for me, I'm taking a really long offseason because my feedback from the judges was, like, you need to you need to be less lean, was one. And um, I just needed to be fuller. And so, like, I'm taking – time to put on muscle and um like I'm a natural athlete and I'm someone who it's really hard for me to build muscle so it takes a really long time and I think that that's one thing I also wasn't aware of is like how common it is to not be natural which I have nothing against it whatsoever it's part of the sport um but I think going into it I was like oh all these girls are natural and then like everyone's talking about what they're taking backstage and whatever and you're Um, in California so I'm sure it's more prevalent yeah it's like it's just like a very common thing and I don't like, 
to each their own and I will never be someone who like talks down on it or thinks I'm better because I'm natural just what I like I don't want to mess with <laughs> my body you know I don't know it just like for me like taking anything has always kind of scared me um so that's one thing you realize too is that it's just something that you really really do have to do for yourself and it's for me at least and just how my body works and responds like I grow really really slowly and mm-hmm. like it I have to take a long off season and I have to take a lot of time to grow and that's what I have to do if I want to be successful in this sport but I think um like I love it I went through a phase where I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it again because I was like prep literally consumed every ounce of my life for those like 22 weeks and there's so much other stuff that I want to do and like I'm sure you have it where like energy is super limited and time is super limited when you're spending so much time at the gym and doing cardio and whatever. And I think it's like, I think about people who compete like all year round or have like a three month off season. And I'm like, your whole life is literally based on something that is not going to last for a long time. Like you can't compete for forever, you know? Um, and it's not a way to make a living. It's not a way to really impact others. Unless you're like, I just want to help other people co- compete, you know? So for me, it was one of those things where I think it's something that I do for me, but it wasn't like this super fulfilling thing. It was more like, again, for me, it's like a sport, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I know, so I kind of recently has had a, a little kick in the ass in regards to, I don't want to say politics, but in some interesting judging and it really was an ego check for me. So I, so Lexi, I've been competing since 2015 and I've done, Oh man. yeah, I've done 16 shows and I placed six at junior Nats last year. Um, so like four placements away from a pro card. Well, this year I stepped on a regional level stage up in Ohio before I moved and I took ace. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was a big ego check. And I even like, you know, sent the pictures and reviewed them. Cause that's what I do. I review it like film to my coach and, you know, we had our own opinions on how we thought everything went. And you, I could have let that, like, piss me off and been like, you know, I'm just going to quit competing because, like, I didn't place and have, like, a hissy fit. And instead, I just used it to, like, fuel my prep and be like, you know what, I'm just going to come back better um, and continue to push. And I did compete up here. Not up here. Well, technically, it's south. So down here down here <laughs> um, and I took third last weekend so you know it's gonna range so much so if you're competing and you don't get the placement that you do want or you do get a placement that you want um don't let that get to your head like you're not better than anyone like even as a pro like if you turn pro good luck honey on the pro stage because a lot of pros who just turn pro don't do good on that stage either like you have to take time off and I know for me after this year, I've had to push so incredibly hard. Like, it's ridiculous. My body is screaming at me. Um, and I need to take time off because mentally, like, I I want to work on growing my business. I want to work on growing my brand, um, work on my podcast, work on hiring on a team. Like, all of these things I'm wanting to do, which require a ton of mental energy, which in prep, like, I don't really have right now. Yeah. No, and I know that's such an important thing to realize and I know for me that was like the biggest kick in the ass and I remember when I finished my second show like I had done better but we were still like okay like I think we should go compete with a different set of 
judges um kind of like you said because it it can range so drastically and I told my coach I was like dude like I really am so mentally drained right now Mm -hmm. and it's not a matter of like oh I'm gonna like cheat on my diet or something like that but there's so many other things in life that you have to put on hold and um like I know for me it was like you think because you're like shredded and I was getting all these people who were like inquiring about coaching oh my god like I want to look like you right and you're like no, you don't. Like, no, you do not. That. You know, like I hate. It's literally the worst, and I'm like the only at like content I have the energy to put out there is about my prep and this that like really isn't attainable or like doable for the average person. Like unless you're prepping, mm-hmm. and I couldn't focus on growing my business. Like what like what would take me all day then takes me like 30 minutes to do now that I'm in my off like a year into my off season you know I'm gonna Um, ask you a question which is a little uncomfortable but did your business pick up when you got leaner um I think I no my business has never done as bad as it did when I was in I didn't have the energy to get on phone calls and stuff like that and but I did get a ton of inquiries and they were all from people who A, wanted to prep or B, were like, just wanted to get super lean or had horrible, yeah. like, relationships with food yeah. and body image and like wanted to maintain that. So it wasn't the business that I wanted. Yeah. Like my coaching business, I focus a lot on like mindset and work with a lot of girls who have a similar background mm-hmm. to me. And it's like, I do lifestyle coaching. Mm-hmm. Like I do not prep people. So for my business, it really wasn't that helpful. And I think, I, it could have picked up a lot. Like, I could have gotten some sick photos and whatever. And I put out some, like, cool content, maybe pick sick up content, bro. client, whatever. <laughs> but, like, I had zero energy to do that. Yeah. Like, I remember being, like, all I can post is just, like, maybe filming a workout and, like, take a selfie, like, Aww. once in a while because I'm just so dead, yeah. you know? And, like, you feel like you look like shit, too. So I just, like – um like, my business did not do well just because I didn't have the energy to put into it. You know, mm-hmm. like, it didn't, like, crumble to the ground or anything. But it was, like, definitely a big reason I stopped prep was because kind of like you said, there was all this stuff that I wanted to do that I couldn't do while I was prepping. And while I was getting a lot more inquiries, it wasn't from people who wanted. It, it wasn't from your ideal For the right client. reasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think, so one thing that really frustrates me is... I get this. So someone who, I mean, you have the education, you have the experience, but like I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science and I've been a personal trainer for years. And it's so annoying when people think I'm smarter just because I'm at a lower body fat percentage and then they want to inquire on coaching and they say, I just want to look like a competitor, but I don't want to step on stage. That, I'm going to oh, throw literally- like, no. Right, <laughs> exactly. And I get it all the time. Like, I want the body of a bikini competitor, but I don't think I want to compete. Or someone who's, like, just starting lifting, this is my other pet peeve, and they're like, I really want to compete. And I'm like, uh, no, you don't. Like, you just want to look like a freaking bikini competitor. And it's crazy how people think that you know more when you have less body fat. And I'm like, yeah. I- I'm literally probably, like, well, I'm exactly the same person. But, but I'm dumber at a lower body fat. Giving, exactly. Like, it just makes no sense. But, yeah, um, I 
can I I've been there so I totally understand what you're going through and it's like take advantage of it obviously like if oh I'll people get some aren't cute shots for sure but like I'm also gonna show like everyone when I get a little bit more curves and fill out a little bit and you know I'm you're in a warmer location where you can wear bikinis year round and I think you do have that pressure in that aspect just with lifestyle I would assume um but you know yeah. like I'm not going to not go to the beach because you know I'm not 10% body fat yeah exactly and that's something weird as a competitor to get used to too like I remember last year at this time I guess I was only like a month or two into prep at this time but going to the beach and I was so shredded and I'm like this year it's gonna be so different like I look great thank you but yeah I'm like 15 maybe more no like 15 pounds up from stage and we're just going up from here you know but um it's one of those things where you just have to continue to remind yourself that like when you see yourself that lean it's weird to not compare yourself to being that lean you know Mm -hmm. but um like you said it's you can still be like fit and healthy and not be 10% body fat you know um and the the body that is 10% body fat does not feel good. The body that is whatever, like 15, whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't love how you look as much, but you feel a hell of a lot better mm-hmm. and you're a lot stronger. And that's the body that you can't really date allows you to either. improve, you know? Like, so this is, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're still single or anything. If you don't share your relationships, that's fine. But like, for me, I, I'm very single. Cool. It's all good. I'm, I'm single too right now. So like moving to hey. a new area, like, of course, like, boys are going to be like, oh, this is new. And so they want to come up to me and, like, ask me out. And they're very sweet. But, like, honestly, like, I can't do anything with you. Like, literally anything. Yeah. I can't go out to dinner. But, like, the thought of doing anything with you right now? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. The, no, the sex side goes to nothing. And, like, you literally, like, you just don't have time either, you know? Yeah. But I remember that was, like, the weirdest thing for me. Like, coming out of prep when, like, my hormones started working again, I was like, Oh, like a 13 year old boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forgot what this felt like, you know, (laughs) I think I turned into a 90 year old for a couple months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that's like one of the last things on my mind. And I'm like, that's so much energy that I don't. Yeah. Like literally that's what it is. And I have friends who are prepping right now who like are engaged or have a boyfriend. They're like, literally the thought of sex like sounds awful like I just do it because I feel like I should and I'm like that's fucked up I didn't have a boyfriend when I was prepping but I was like I cannot even imagine yeah you know like oh god and I I have dated like while in prep but like he also was in prep while I was so we were both just like would hang out in bed and he'd be like you don't feel like doing anything I'm like nope and he's like yeah me either That's a perfect situation, though. Uh, we just go to bed, so. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk. So we're talking about sex. Um, talk about your, so you haven't gotten them yet, but I've talked about my breast augmentation that I got in December of 2018, which I've always wanted boobs because, number one, gymnast life. So flat-chested was just, yeah. you know, a trait that comes with that sport. Um and a lot of people are like, why are you getting your boobs on just to compete? I'm like, no. Like, there's very few things that have made me cry in my life. And one is my first car because freedom. But the second was my boobs. So <laughs> it was like one of the best things I ever bought myself. Um, but why don't you tell me a little bit. About, tell me more about your choice on pursuing that. 
Yeah, so I'm getting my boobs done. It is, I'm not saying this podcast is going to go up, but it is Sunday right now. I'm getting <gasps> my boobs done on oh my gosh. Or Saturday. I'm getting my boobs done on Tuesday. So in just in a few days, I'm so excited. It's literally something, like, I put my down payment down, yeah. like, a year ago, um, maybe even longer, because I knew I wanted them, and then I started prep, and I was like, it would be so stupid to get my boobs done during prep. Like, no. Oh, that's a really good um, idea. So, yeah. So, I put it off, and I wanted to wait until I was, like, fully re- recovered, because, I don't know, I just feel like the people who I do know who have had issues, it's always because they, like, get their boobs done, like, right after a diet, mm-hmm. or, like, during a diet. Are they doing good like, surgeon? Or that, too. Um, but I have literally, and I, I get that all the time, like, is it for competing? And I even saw, like, it's my doctor, not my boob doctor, but just, like, a normal doctor, and I told him I was getting my boobs and he was like oh so you're gonna be like the bikini competitor with the big boobs and I was like it's literally not for competing at all mm-hmm. like my mom has no chest my sister has no chest and like I knew ever since I was in like sixth grade that I wanted boobs and yeah I remember being in college and being like the first thing like when I can afford it that I want to get it's boobs, and it's not. It's not for competing. Like I'm not getting like huge knockers or anything like that. Like I'm just get, like, I'm a pretty small person, and I told my doctor like I want small seats. Like that's all I want, yeah. just because like I want to be able to wear clothes and feel feminine. And you, you don't know? want like, someone don't to want... like meet you and be like, oh, Lexi with the big, big boobs. Exactly. That's literally exactly how I described it to him. I was like, if you make me walk like walk into a room and have the first thing people notice like be my boobs, like. I'm going to be pissed. I so, want like, a refund. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I literally, I was like, I just want something like small, just so I feel feminine. Like I can wear clothes and have them fit how they're supposed to fit. Like, y- you know, cause yeah. right now it's like, I literally am like, I think around my boobs is like the same size as like my rib cage. Like it is Aww. nothing. Yeah. And I think part of it is, um, just like genetics. And part of it is when I had my eating disorder and like, I've had yeah. doctors, tell me that like when you have an eating disorder and like fuck up your hormones right when you should be having puberty like I never even had my period or anything before I got my eating disorder um so they're like it kind of can like stall that process and so for me it's like it's honestly just something I'm doing for myself and it's not the other thing I get too that pisses me off is like oh, so you're like not confident and I'm like I'm the first person I think anyone who follows me on social media knows like I don't wear, like, big padded bras. Like, I'll wear my, like, plunging sports bra where you can, like, You're always wearing, like, bralettes and stuff. Yeah, and, like, the fact I have no boobs. Like, I don't care. It's not like I think any less of myself. It's just something that, like, I think will make me feel good and feminine, you know? And, like, it's nothing that I've ever been self-conscious about whatsoever. It's just something that, like, I want. And, like, if it was my butt, like, I can grow a butt on my own. Like, you can't really change the fact that you don't have boobs, you know? So... I don't know. That's why I like something for me. I'm like, if you want to get like your boobs or your lips or whatever done, if it makes you happy, do it. Just make sure it's for the right reason. Yeah. I always tell people like, I don't really care what they spend their money on as long as it's not hurting anyone else. Um, Exactly. I'm like that literally, if anything, like if you want to do drugs, honey, go do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Yeah. But you know, when it comes to getting your, um, your boobs done, you know, like it's something you need to do for you. And, um, being younger, like ladies, don't put yourself in debt for a surgery. This is something that you should be saving for, for years. Like 
So I told you about like my YouTube money that I made back in the day. So I had a couple thousand saved up from like years of producing videos and I would never touch that. And I remember telling my younger self that, you know, when the time is right, you can use that money for something that will, you know, maybe make you really happy. And, you know, I thought, you know, maybe a car, maybe getting my boobs done. Like I, I didn't know what that would be. Um, but you know, I just decided to invest that money in my augmentation and I don't regret it at all, but I think it's so important that if you guys like want to make this choice for yourself, you know, number one, know that you don't need to, to make anyone else happy. Like again, do it for you, but be smart about it. Don't put yourself in debt. Like if you can't afford it right now, like just start saving. 1000%. That's one thing that like, I am so anal about and um, I think it all comes down to, like, prioritizing where you spend money, right? But I knew, like, like I paid for my boobs in full because I, like, mm-hmm. I don't like the payments. Having, I don't like monthly payments yeah. on stuff. Like, I'm, like, I wanted to make sure, like, I could afford it. And there's, I have so many friends who are in debt in, like, so many different areas because, like, you really want something. But seriously, it's not worth the stress of being in debt <laughs> no. for something. And um, it's... Like, yeah, surgeries can be expensive. I'm sure there's a lot more surgeries that are more expensive than boobs. Like, obviously, cars are expensive, whatever. But what I will say is I've never been, like, a big spender. Like, I've been a big saver. And I know for me, especially, like, coming from college where I had, like, very little money. Like, the money I made went towards, like, the things that were important to me at the time. Like, paying for my coach and, like, my groceries. Like, literally, that was, like, where my money went. And then... Like, as you start to make more money, like, I've always been someone who, like, it goes right in savings except to, like, pay for my bills. And, like, maybe once in a while it's nice to, like, not worry about treating myself to things here or there. But um, I've always been someone just, like, save your money and really think about where you're going to want to spend it, you know? Because you never know. Like, I totaled my car a few months ago, and if I hadn't had a bunch of money in savings, I wouldn't have been able to get, like, a new car that I wanted or pay for my boobs or whatever. And so – just make sure you save up for like the things that you really want. Like think about it in advance, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you'll have to keep me updated on that. Yes, I will. I'll keep everyone updated. I'm going to um, like document it on YouTube, which I feel like there's a lot of people who do that, but yeah. I feel like it's something everyone's experience is a little bit different. So I will say I'm it, excited. it's weird being put under, but you just like wake up and you just will feel like weight on your chest and you'll be a little drugged up for sure. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like convinced. I'm like, I need to work. I can't take all the pain meds because I know they like prescribe me pain meds or whatever. And that stuff like freaks me out again. Like taking stuff freaks me out. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, maybe I won't have to take it. And everyone's like, dude just suck it up and take it and be knocked out for a couple days and you'll wake up yeah and just like have someone take your phone and laptop away from you so you don't like go on because you're like not coherent (laughs) I remember after my surgery I went into like my client's Facebook group and it was like at night it was like 10 p.m my surgery was at like six or something and one of my clients is like Nicole can you like go rest and like get off Yeah. No, I told all my clients because my surgery is on Tuesday and I do check-ins on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and usually phone calls on Tuesday, Thursday. And I was literally like, I'm just going to take the day off of calls on Tuesday. Like I'll be back on it on Wednesday. I'll do my Thursday phone calls and Friday check-ins. And everyone's like, Lexi, don't be an idiot. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things are so hard to take time off. It's so hard. Um, 
All right, Lexi. So one thing I like to do on my podcast is give a piece of advice to kind of like you in the past. So what is something that you would tell yourself, um, someone who has struggled with their relationship with food, who is wanting to get involved in fitness and maybe struggling with their career path? What would you tell that girl? So I, there's a lot of things, but I think the main thing that I would tell myself is just like the only way out is through. So whether it's with your relationship with food or starting a business or whatever, um, to get where you want to be, whether it's recovering or financial freedom or like having a career that you love, um, you have to deal with doing the hard shit and the uncomfortable shit to get there. Um, And I think that that's like the biggest lesson I've learned over the past few years is the best stuff only comes when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations and really push yourself to do the stuff that is really, really hard. And you have to just keep remembering like the why behind why you're doing things um, and why you want something and just keep being persistent. Um, So that is my little snippet of advice and something I definitely have to continue to remind myself of all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. Um, and then Lexi, if you have like anyone who supports you and sponsors you, um, go ahead and share them right now. Even if it's just like, I know you talk to so random. I know you talk a lot about legendary foods, but like any of those, let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, I am an athlete for first form. So I use all of their supplements. Unfortunately, I can't give you a discount code, but I do have a link. And honestly, I just want everyone to try those supplements because um, I just signed with them, but I've been using them for quite a long time and I love them. They're super science-based. They are effective and they work and they taste good. So that is um, one all American butter, which is very similar to legendary. Um, my code is LD fit and it's like similar to legendary, like flavored nut butters, but they have crazy flavors and they're so bomb. Um, if you need a competition suit, I'm affiliated with toxic angel bikinis and my code is Lexi um and i'm trying to think of what else um those are the main ones um buff bunny collection my code is lexi they just launched some stuff yeah so yes, i think they launched stuff, today but, yeah they just launched at 11 central time so like a couple hours ago but they have some really really cute stuff that just came out so That's awesome. those are my main sponsors and definitely uh, my instagram is at lexi underscore de young and if you have questions about any of that stuff definitely feel free to DM me or email me or whatever um, because I'm happy to help you out with any deciding what's worth it and what's not. Like, I'm not just going to push something on you because I get commission. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And again, guys, if you're wanting to follow Lexi on any of her socials, I'm going to leave them down below in the description. Um, But again, Lexi, thank you for your time and just having like a really good chat. I hope that this was helpful for any of you guys. And if it was, make sure you share it. Um, a lot of people don't even know that I have a podcast, but we're on like episode number 32 now. So give it a share. And thank you so much for having me, Nicole. It was so fun talking to you and I'm honored that I was invited to be on your podcast. You're so welcome. Hopefully I can have you back again. Yes, I would love to be back anytime. All right. Have a good one, Lex. You too. Thanks again.